welcome to the Spiritual, Intuitive and Holistic Business Circle to our Tuesday show. Hope you guys are having a lunch, a good lunchtime. Um, my name is Andrea Caldi and I'm a content strategist for um, intuitive people. And here with me today, as usual, is Kerry McGill, very psychic medium. And today we are talking about bad readings when, when you have bad readings or when you not get bad readings, but give bad readings as a psychic. And um, it's okay. I think I think we all have um, some bad reading stories. So why don't we start with um, sharing those? Off you go, Kerry. What's sure. your bad reading story? <laughs> well, first of all, bad readings do go both ways because I can get them too, you know. <laughs> um, but one, one story that I have is actually a mediumship reading, and I do find that that's, um, sometimes is probably more common because you can't guarantee who comes through when it comes to mediumship. And, and this one particular day I was at a fair and they just finish a platform event. So if you don't know what a platform event is, that's, you know, a medium standing up on stage and there's, you know, 50-odd people in the crowd and trying to bring through people for the people that are there in the crowd. And someone came to me straight after that session and whoever I was bringing through was not linked to them whatsoever, but I can guarantee you it would have been linked to one of those other 50 that was hanging over at the stage like two metres away. <laughs> yep, so, yep. you know, after about three or four um, bits of information that I brought through for this lady, she's like, no, 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 I don't know who that is. That's not, I don't know anyone like that. And I'm like, you know what, I think it's probably just better that we leave it there and I gave her her money back and said, if you want to come back and try again later when it's not so active, then mm. I'm more than happy to give it a go at a later stage. And and that's what you've got to do. Like ethically, I think that that's how you handle that situation. Mm. Yeah, I think I think that's, that's, that's the thing there. You know, you want to make sure that you do the right thing ethically. And um, some of those things can be, can be a little bit grey um, sometimes. Mm. Uh, so that's that's always a good idea uh, to teach ethics in psychic psychic development. I think it is. It is very very important. But the yeah. other thing yeah. that I, I've had before too is um, like on the psychic side of things, so not mediumship side of things, is that I've had a client come to me, and you know, um, certain clients want you to tell them what they want to hear, mm. and. If you start giving them the information that they don't want to hear, quite often the reading can feel like it goes bad really quickly. Mm. And that's because what you're getting is not what they want to hear. So that can kind of be a different type of bad reading, so to speak. So you feel yeah. you're giving your best, but they think it's terrible because it's not what they wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I've got, I've got a story to tell about that. Good. Um um, Kim Hartley Price is saying that um, it does happen and when uh, when she comes across those she's unable to read um, there and then, just let them know that um, she's unable to read them today yeah. and, and maybe next time. I think that's a really good way of um, handling those things. Absolutely. Um, yeah, like we, like we talked about just before we went live, if it's not happening, it's just not happening. It's um, um, better to... Um, not accept defeat. I wouldn't say that, but to just you know, to just be upfront about it and go, yeah, it's, it's really and, not working at the moment. And sometimes you're not supposed to know. At mm. that particular point in time, they put a big wall up and go, "No, nah, they need to work this out for themselves. You can't help them." 
yeah. And you're exactly. like, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not going to argue and, with and, them. <laughs> yeah, well, this, this, is, this is where I've got my story. Um, and this is fairly recent, just before I, well, not just before, but about, about a year before I stopped um, doing readings, I um, had a lady come to me who wanted to contact her son. She was very specific that she wanted to contact her son. And I was a little bit nervous because those readings are always like, you know, I can't guarantee anything. If someone doesn't want to talk, you know, they don't want to talk. And what, what are they going to do? Um, or what are you going to do? Um, yeah. So I went into the reading and, um, you know, I just I just used my my tools and um, mm -hmm. did my my usual flow and all that. And I felt that the information that was coming through was really good. But the thing is that um, the information that I came through with um, that came from her son was exactly the opposite of what she wanted to hear. And not just that, but um, there was this big um, cultural thing about um, like how, how how the son died and um, what he was doing at the time was very much a taboo thing. And um, like I knew my information was good and she just wouldn't take it, wouldn't take it. She got really embarrassed and she just kept pushing back. And it basically uh, wound up the reading really quickly because, you know, when the information isn't accepted, then how are you going to break through that? Uh, at, at least I, 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 I didn't have the, the know-how how to do it at the time. So that was it. And then later on, a couple of days later, I actually find out that all the information that I came up with was correct. But because of that stigma, she didn't want um, to talk about those things and she didn't want to admit, admit that her um, son was into those things. So, mm. yeah, it wasn't really a bad reading. It's just I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was really think, interesting. I think the worst kind of reading is really when you get to the point and they, they sit down or, you know, you start the session and, and then all of a sudden your guides just basically go, nope, not going there. And you kind of feel like you're hanging out on a limb and you're like, oh, shit. They shut the door and go, no, we're not going there. And mm. they do that for a number of reasons. You know, sometimes they need to go through whatever it is. Sometimes they're not a very good fit for us. Mm. So that's a really yeah. important thing. They're keeping our boundary and they're keeping us safe. Mm. Um, so, you know, when you set those boundaries mm. when working with them, you may have specified that you don't want to deal with anyone who has anything crime-related because you just don't mm. want to delve into that space. So they mm. may automatically put that wall up because that could be what they're coming about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. you get all yeah. kinds of people when it comes through to readings. So mm. it's amazing who comes in. And when that yeah. happens, I just go, I'm sorry, you know, they're blocking me. So we can mm. either try again later, we can reschedule for later and try again. But if they block me again, then you need to find someone else, and I just mm. give them their money back. Mm. Yeah, that's that's an interesting point. You know, giving people their money back is um, like how how do you know when to do that? How do you know when to when to pull the plug on a reading, for example, and just go, look, I I don't think that this is um, working at the moment. How far do you take it? Um, you know. Do you, do you try to push it a little bit harder, harder just in case there is a resistance that you need to break through? Or how do you know when you reach that point of, you know, I, I just can't go any further? Um, I usually draw, pull the plug at no longer than five minutes. Mm. 
So within the first five minutes, I can understand whether the block is on my side or their mm. side. And I will ask a lot of questions in that five minutes if I feel that there's some kind of barrier so that mm. we can kind of break through. Because sometimes they'll come to you and they go, oh, I want to know about Korea. But really, they want to know about their marriage. So, yeah. you know, they may be blocking everything related to career for me. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't understand what's going on. They won't show me anything to do with your career, but they're showing me something about your marriage. Is, is that what you really want to know, you know? So you start to probe and ask questions to see if they're actually um, holding back because mm. they do that, you know. Not everyone wants to come in and go, I think there's something wrong in my marriage or do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they like to hide behind other things. And I don't like to look elsewhere unless they ask. So that's why I probe them to find those information out. Mm. Yeah. So I, five I think, minutes yeah, is my cutoff. Five minutes, that's not a long time. It's like run it and gun it. It's just carry, go. <laughs> but that, that's how I read though. So mm. my readings are very quick and yeah. a lot of information will flow out. And if it's not flowing really easily in that first five minutes, then I know there's something wrong. Mm. I'll just say hi to um, Julie Marie. She's she's saying hi, Karen. Hi, Andrea. So hello. Hi. Thanks for watching. For, mm -hmm. for everyone who's joining us for the live show, or if you're watching the replay, thank you for joining us. Um, today we are talking about bad readings um, when when they happen and that they are okay. Really, <laughs> it's it's okay to give bad readings. Uh, it's just how you handle them. That's what counts, isn't it, Kerry? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um, so we talked a little bit about um, how you handle when your when your reading reading just isn't happening in face to face. But what happens when, uh, like we talked about it um, last week, we talked about giving readings via online, mm -hmm. um, emails, um, you know, and other avenues. What do you do then when it's just not happening? Like. With with um, with email readings, I suppose it would be easy because you know you sit down. If it's not happening, you can try, you know, um, the day after or in a couple of hours or whatever. You but what if it's just not happening at all? You know, yeah. And so, your client is chasing you for the reading, and yeah. you just go. Uh, you have to email them back and just go. It. I. I don't know what to tell you. What's what's uh, what's the go? So there? my my personal preference is not email readings. I'm not the mm. biggest fan. Um, I will do them on one question only and that question needs to be specific in order for mm -hmm. me to do anything. And the reason mm -hmm. is because I believe that a, a good reading has an energy exchange where you can talk backwards and forwards. It's like a conversation. Mm -hmm. and so it's even like a dialogue rather than just the reader going. Blah, that's right. Going. Yeah, exactly, because mm -hmm. then you can actually, you know, find out the areas that they, they want more clarity and specificity around so you can go down that part of the rabbit warren and just that part. You don't need to be so broad in, in your terminology. So I find that I get more accurate readings when it's either face-to-face, -face, you know, video conferencing or even messenger readings. And that's mm. just because of the dialogue, right? Mm. So online as well, I, same thing. First five minutes, if I am not getting that connection and we're chatting online, I will still tell them I'm not feeling it today. And sometimes, right, one thing I wanted to point out to you, which is really important, sometimes it's got nothing to do with them while you're not feeling it. Mm. Because if you energetically are exhausted 
or sick or, you know, trying to push through when you know you shouldn't be and you should be resting, they'll block mm. it just so that you, you rest, right? So that's one other yeah. area that you need to be considerate of, which is why if I don't get it in the first five minutes, I say let's reschedule and try again in like a week or something mm. or whenever mm. I can get it in. Um, and if, if it's still not happening then, it's the same deal. I, I just mm. refund them. And said, yeah. maybe try me again in six months because I don't want to hold on to their money for six months. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. just give it back to them. They may find someone who suits them in the meantime and who's not blocked to them. Because mm. the other thing that happens is mm. they block it themselves. Mm. Some people there's, come there's, to get a reading. There's, and, there's all sorts of reasons why a, a reading may <coughs> not happen. Any, it's, yeah, sometimes it's, like you said, it, it is the reader. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would say I know just from myself when um, when I had readings booked and I was really sick, I'd, I'd reschedule. I wouldn't even get into yes. it because I'd know that I wouldn't be able to give my everything. Yes. You yeah. know, I wouldn't be able to be in the right energy. And besides, you know, when you're sick or when you're not in the right mind space and heart space, then how are you supposed to um, to look after someone or hold that space for someone yes. and give that reading? So. Um, this is where you, where you need to make the judgment call and go, okay, I'm not really in that space where I can serve my uh, my clients, so yes. I need to do, you know, I need to reschedule or I need, I need yep. to do something. Um, and I and do I that think, often, not yeah, all and, the time, and, and but okay. like when needed, yeah. Yeah, it's okay to reschedule. It's okay to say this is not a good time. I know you're booked in, what yep. have you, and, you know, if you want to rebook um, for a later time, that's okay. And you know what? I'm I'm thinking back to when I was doing my psychic development, uh, which was <clears throat> a while ago. <laughs> the other week, <laughs> in a different it, year. It was, it was about it was over a decade ago. Okay, <laughs> um, and um, um, like we learned about how to give a reading, how to read ourselves, and how to read um, other people, but it was never really talked about what happens when it's just not happening. Mm. You know, it was so. So I came out of psychic development, which, which I did for, for a couple of years actually, with with different teachers in different settings. You know, just to make the most of it. But what I know is that no one really covered the what happens when it's not working. So that gave me the impression as a reader that when I was giving a reading, I had to make it work somehow. Yes. And if I and if I didn't, then you know, oh yeah, maybe it was their fault. Maybe it was my fault, but it wasn't. Um, it wasn't really taught. Um, you know, back in the day, I don't know. <clears throat> I wasn't whether taught teachers either. Teachers teach this sort of thing nowadays, um, but definitely, you know, like no psychic needs that added pressure of, oh shit, what's going to happen? I just feel like it's not working. What do I do now? Um, complete panic. You know. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that I focus on with my students is covering all the bits that I missed. Do you know what I mean? When, when I went through my development, that wasn't covered in my development. What do you do when they mm. sit in the reading and go, no, 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 and you yeah. sit there and go, shit. <laughs> like, you know, they don't prepare you for that and, and then mm. you, you come across your first one and you think, oh, my God, I'm crap, I'm giving it all up, you know, like you just – 
it automatically kicks in all those insecurities that you've been going, no, 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 I've got this, you know, and then all of a sudden that one person just kills it. And (laughs) you've got to then bounce back from that. But if you know going into it that you come across people like that and you can't help that, Mm. how to deal with that effectively and ethically, then it's a lot easier to handle and it's a lot easier to move past. Mm. Um, I'm just bringing up our um, next question, which is how to handle it the best way while staying cool and doing the right thing by your client because I think that is the most important thing. Um, also for <clears throat> for people as as clients, they need to understand that, that you're not just like, you know, snap your fingers and you're on, yeah. you know. Um, especially I, I used to laugh at this, you know, when we'd be in, you know, company with friends or whatever you and, um, they would introduce me as, oh, here's Andrea, you know, um, she's a psychic, she does blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, people I just met like five seconds ago would be like, oh, so can you read me? Uh, give me a reading right now. You know, what's my blah, blah? And I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, just, just back that up a little back bit. Back up. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if people can can do that actually, um, you know, um, when, when, they, when they can just read people like that. But. Um, I know that we're segueing here a little bit. <laughs> we always <laughs> do. Yeah, we always do. But this is something that comes up. It used to come up when I was doing readings and it's coming up now that I'm working with a lot of intuitive people. It's an ethical question of just because you can doesn't mean you should. That's right. Because that that can also lead to uh, bad readings is when, uh, you know, you're, you're – you're naturally picking up stuff from people, right? Because everybody's got a vibe. We yep. all have vibes and we're all giving it out. And, you know, there's someone out there who just receives it uh, because they're a really, really good receiver and they just start talking to you um, about Uns- your stuff. Unsolicited you readings. Unsolicited reading, yes. Um, and, yeah, that's that's a big ethical thing because uh, if you are a psychic, and you're doing that, stop doing that. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's not a good thing unethical. to do. It's That's... not a good thing to do. And no. and you might think that you come up with a whole bunch of really awesome information. It's still a bad reading because it was unsolicited. Um, you didn't have permission to tap into that person. And, you know, the, the rule applies just because you can doesn't mean you should. Absolutely. And I, I was talking about this the other day in one of the groups um, mm. about how – just because I can tap into that stuff doesn't mean I want to see it all, right? Yeah, I'm not a yeah. spy. I don't work for the government. I, do, I couldn't care less what colour your underwear is or if you're cheating on your husband or, you know, that your husband wears, un, like, women's underwear under his clothing. I don't care, right? Yeah, it does exactly. not matter. And I'm not mm. going to look for that unless you ask me to, <laughs> right? Mm. So... You know, like when we were talking before, that when they come and they ask for career, mm. if they block career and go, no, they're actually here for something else, then I'll ask. <clears throat> and and that's my way of getting their permission to delve down that path, right? But otherwise mm. I'm going to say I'm not getting anything for your career. Do you know mm. what I mean? Because I don't want to go everywhere. I'm not that mm. kind of person. I don't, I don't need to know everyone's stuff. Like, yeah, and a lot of the yeah. time, the second they leave, it's all gone anyway, right? I don't mm-hmm. remember any of it. So, 
You know, mm. it's not like I keep all these secrets for later blackmail. In, and, in your little you know, black book. In my little black book. book. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, and when people do the unsolicited readings, right, that's the stuff that um, gives it a negative connotation, I would say, mm-hmm. because, like, I have this set boundary that if it doesn't, if it's not going to impact me in the surroundings that I'm in, I do not want to know about it. Mm-hmm. So if I walk into a party and, you know, everyone's doing their thing and they're drunk over there and whatever and, you know, they tap me on the shoulder like my guides tap me on the shoulder and go, you need to be careful for him because if he drinks anymore and he drives home, mm. then you need to be wary of that. And then that may impact me in some way. So they've obviously given me that information. I'm not going to go up to him and tell him he can't drink anymore. He's going to mm. think I'm a nutcase. Mm. But, you know, I might keep an eye on him and I might go to him and like, oh, come over here, let's have coffee or, you know, like distract yeah. him so that he doesn't then mm. go down that path. It's not mm. anything to do with it's not unsolicited. They're giving me that warning because it impacts me somehow. So mm. I'm going to do whatever I can without mm. giving a reading. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. I, I think that's that's another juicy little um, um, ethical and code of conduct kind of thing that yeah. we can get into when we talk about all of that. And there's going to be there's going to be a show where we're going to um, talk about all the. Um, the ethical and and um, um, morality or code of conduct things um, to yeah. do with um, with mediumship and psychic stuff when especially when you're in business. So yeah, um, we've got a couple of um, people watching. If you guys have any bad reading stories, we'd love to know. We'd love to hear about it. So feel free to share if you if you're happy to share them. Um, whether that was a bad reading that you gave or a bad reading that you received. Yeah. Um, in, I think psychics have a bad reading story. Oh, and all of us all, do. All, all clients um, have a bad reading story. And I've been both. I've been both <laughs> client and um, um, and um, and reader. Absolutely. So I've got stories from both sides, which is interesting. It's always good in, to have different perspectives. Yeah, in reference to what, how to handle it best, though, mm. to be honest, it's just honesty, mm. right? That's what it comes down to. So if I'm sick, I'm honest to my clients and I let them know that I'm sick. Or if it's one of my kids that are sick and I have to look after them, then I still let them know that that's what it is. But I mm. still just say that basically while I'm in this state, I can't give you the best that I can, so I don't want to give you a half ass reading. So mm. I'd really refer... If you know, prefer if we reschedule. And I've never had any of them come back going, no, I want it now. I want my mm. half ass reading, <laughs> right? Mm. So as long as you're really honest or if if it comes up a block, you just go, look, I'm sorry, they're blocking me for some reason. We can try again. It's just all about honesty and it's totally your call as to when and if you give a refund. Mm. That's your call, mm. right? No one else. It, it is. It is. It's good to have a policy, though, from yeah. from a business perspective. <clears throat> like you would have um, things like terms and conditions um, on your website. Um, if you don't have terms and conditions on your website, but you're selling readings or services, you need to get uh, terms and conditions for your website. So people can actually refer to 
um, that tells them what happens if they want to cancel an appointment, if you cancel an appointment, if you want a refund and all that sort of stuff. So it covers both the reader and the, uh, the client. Yes. So, um, and refunds, um, I think um, there's a standard, either federal or state law, some sort of a consumer law that covers um, refunds. So it's always a good idea to be aware of what is required by law yes. as well. You don't, you, don't, you don't want a dispute with an unhappy client. <laughs> <coughs> Not at then all. Go on your Facebook page and, and just plaster it with bad reviews and, yes. and all that. So, um, yeah, I think when, when you give a bad reading and you know it's a bad reading, um, like you said, Kerry, you know, own, own it, you know, yep. um, say, say that this isn't working, what have you, and then offer the client options which is a way better way to deal with it than just try to push it through, try to convince the client that the bad reading was, in fact, a good reading. Because if you know that that was a bad reading, the client will know that that was a bad reading as well. So it's, it's better to give them their money back or reschedule them for later because at least you have a chance that you keep them as a client. If you give them yes. a bad reading, you will never see them again and they will tell other people that it was a bad reading as well. That's right. And I usually offer to reschedule a couple of times before I even go down the refund path because I yeah. know that sometimes it's only at that particular time that they need to be mm. locked off and pushed away. So mm. I do at least reschedule a few times before we go, okay, look, I think there's something here. We just need to cut it and let it mm. go. Yeah, yeah. Now, I've, I've got another interesting story to tell, and I'd, I'd love to know what you think about this. Um, years and years ago, <clears throat> I was um, doing readings in a shop. I was filling in for the for the local psychic who went on holiday, so I, I, I popped in and um, took the appointments. And um, uh, there, was, there was this particular reading that was, it started out really good, but then um, I... Um, you mentioned before the client wanted to know some information about a, a specific thing and I felt that that was unethical because they wanted to know something about someone else and I made that clear at the beginning that I didn't do that because I had a that that was my own code that I don't yep. read to people about someone else mm -hmm. and everything else was good uh, this this part of it was like no I'm not going there and um, they walked out of the reading straight to the counter at the shop and they asked for their money back. Yeah. Um, even, <laughs> even though, you know, 75% of the reading was all the good part and that 25% uh, <clears throat> was what they didn't want to hear. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, and what happened was um, the, the lady was that, that was at the counter was the shop owner and she just refunded her money um all of it um which meant that i got diddly squat for that reading <laughs> so this is this is another part of it that when you don't control your own bookings and your own um i don't know system yeah what's what what do you think <laughs> someone else mm. you you have to abide by their policy yeah. So that, that could mean that, and I've had this happen before, like I've mm. given a reading and it was always the shop owner's responsibility to take the money, right? We were very clear on that. I've never taken the money. That was just their job, right? It's mm. their shop. It's just that's what happens. And 
I had one person, I'd given the reading, they'd walked out and because the shop owner hadn't attended to them straight away, they walked straight out of the shop, didn't pay. So I lucked out too, never paid for the reading. So I lucked Mm. out too, you know. So not only the shop owner lucked out on their portion but so did I. Yeah, and and that yeah. was very frustrating because they were really happy when they walked out of the shop, mm. like out of the reading. So mm. um, on the side of reading for other people, um, inside of reading, it's a it's a grey area. Mm. So my ethic, along so what I believe is, if they're just coming in to go, I want to know what my ex is doing then mm. I'm absolutely not up for that, right? But mm. if they're coming in and going, there's something going on with my son and I want to know how I can help him with whatever he's mm. going through, then I will read for that because it's not about snooping, it's about helping, if that makes mm. sense. So yeah, yeah. I, will, I will look into others if they're only coming from a standpoint of their looking at a way that they can help them through whatever they're going through. Mm. If they're only interested in snooping and finding out what's going on, then I, mm. um, I'm out, right, because what's my, like what's I said, my I'm not a spy. Girlfriend kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a spy. <laughs> so, mm. And I don't have permission to do that. But what I do have permission to do is find out how you, my client, can help someone else. Mm. Mm. Right, because that's about their actions, not someone else's actions. Big difference. So it's, big difference. it's a very big difference and a very fine line, the whole third-party mm. reading business. And mm. generally my rule is no, but if you're only interested in helping them get through whatever it is, because I do get a lot of parents that are in that state. You know, mm. they've got teenage kids that are going through high school and they're getting bullied or whatever may be happening, and they want to know how to help them because you know, there's so much in the social media these days about what happens to kids that are bullied in school that, mm. you know, they go into panic. They don't want their kids to be one of the ones that, you know, takes it too far. Mm. So they come and they ask for help and how do I help them, you know, with mm. what they're going through? What do I do? So, yeah. you know, that unbelievably hand on heart, I'm in. You know, anything mm. where you can help someone else, I'm in. But, mm. uh, yeah, I'm on the spot. <laughs> and, and and this is it. I think that's that's another ethical question. I think um, is when um, you're you're doing your reading, and what is the focus of the reading? Are you um, are you focused on helping the person that's in front of you? Oh, I think we've just lost um, Kerry. Oh, wait, wait for her to jump back on. Um, hopefully, I'll just keep the conversation going in the meantime. <laughs> Just by myself, all lonesome. Um, okay, I'm just adding her back into the broadcast. Okay, yay. There we go. There I she is. I don't know where you went. <laughs> you disappeared. I can't hear you, though. Oh, you uh, can't? Hold on. Uh, now it's okay. Your microphone okay. is back on. All right. What What happened? I don't know. Oh, we you got were you back pretty quick. We got you back pretty quick. I was just, um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, I was, um, I think, um, started talking about, oh, yeah, um, when the the focus of a good reading and to, to make it a good reading, it needs to be that you want to serve and help the person in front of you. Yes. Um, if your motivation for the reading is to show off 
how good you are and how deep you can dig for information and how how quick you can do it all, how you can make the, the, the client in front of you cry, that is absolutely not a good reading, if, even if your information is spot on because you're... Why do I cry but I don't yeah. do it intentionally? Yeah, look, look the people cry. It's never my intention. emotional experience but if, like, I, I've, I've seen and I've, I've spoken to people who have this experience where, um, the reader was just pushing, pushing, pushing too far, even though they've been they've been told by the client not to, until mm. you know there was a breakdown, and then they just went, "Oh yeah, I've done it." You know, how good am I? Because I could dig that deep, and you know, I could, I could go that far. You know, yeah. you might have gone yeah. that far, and it might have been awesome information, but it was a shit reading, yes, to be honest, same. because it made your client feel like yeah. shit. Your, yeah. your client should always leave in a much better space than what they came in. That's exactly. that's the ultimate goal. And yeah. when yeah. the goal of a reading is to not focus on the past but to focus mm. on how to move your client forward mm. in the best way possible. So when yeah. I say that a lot of mine cry, that's usually the mediumship readings and mm. there's a hell of a lot of emotion about contacting a past there loved one. There is. So a lot of the time there's a lot of crying in that, but it's all good crying and they leave really happy because they got to speak to their grandma or their uncle mm. or dad or whoever it was that came through. Yeah. But, you know, when it comes to the psychic guidance side of it, a lot of the time they they leave and they go, okay, now I know where I need to go. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. they come in and they're so flustered and they have no idea what they're doing or where to go or what mm. to focus on and they're just like, I just need help because I can't see. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. they're so clouded they just can't see where to go. And mm. if they can leave, regardless of the fact whether they follow the path, but if they can leave having a clearer vision of where to go and how to get there, mm. then mm. you have done your job. That is a good reading. Yeah, right? more more empowered, you know, Absolutely. When, when, the, when people go, oh, you've empowered me, me with the information. Yep. Um, that you gave me, regardless of what it was about or whether that's that's what they wanted to hear or something else, you know. Yeah. And, so then, you know, they're always going to leave and do whatever they want, right? Mm. So you can't control that. And a lot of the times it will come up for me in readings where um, clients will have more than one option in front of them when they leave mm. because that's the beauty of it, right? Mm. A lot of the time they haven't made that choice that's locked them into that path. So they mm. have multiple options. Mm. It's then about having all the information at hand to then choose the one that they want. Mm. So a lot of the time, you know, they can go forward and choose their own future. You know, it always reminds me of the Choose Your Own Adventure books. Do you remember those when you were a kid? Skip uh, the page. 53. I think my brother had those. <laughs> I loved them because you could read it 50 times and never read it the same way. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think <coughs> I was a bit older than you. I think they came in just as I was moving into more, you know, grown-up books and all that. <laughs> My brother is five years younger than I am, so um, when, when they were coming in, he was like, ah, yeah. But, yeah, definitely. I think um, when you have no choice or when you feel like you have no choice, that is very disempowering. Yes. But when you go and have a reading and um, you basically <clears throat> get all these choices mapped out in front of you, 
with with some clarity, then you feel like, oh, I do have a choice. You know, I can I can choose this, or I can choose this, or I can choose this, and um, that is already empowering to yes. people when they feel like they have a choice. Yeah. So that definitely makes for a good reading. So um, our last um, talking point is what to do to avoid this problem and can you really avoid it? So can you really avoid giving bad readings? No. Is, is, <laughs> yes. I'm so In glad you form. say that. No. <laughs> what, I'm so what glad I... you say that because I, I think um, like even from a, from a client point of view, when you go to a psychic, do you ever expect to get a bad reading? <laughs> no. You Probably don't. Not. But you don't expect it, but you know that mm. it's possible. Mm. You know what I mean? You always hope for the best yeah. when you go and get a reading. But <laughs> when when it comes to, no, there's absolutely no way to avoid it, but there is a big but here because mm. I actually believe that I can set the intention for the clients that come. Mm. So even though I can't avoid it completely, I can set the intention with my guides and my boundary with my guides and say to them that I only want the people who need me to come to me that I can mm. help, right? And when I do that and I'm really clear on that, especially before a fair or anything like that, then I find that the ones that I can't read don't tend to find me mm. because I set the intention. Mm. So, so that's, I find that's that works. your part. You're, you're kind of coming to the party halfway and then the client needs to come to the party halfway right. as well. So they need to turn up with the intention of, <clears throat> of, of wanting to get a good reading. And being open. Be open. Yeah, I, I know I've, I've had some people um, turn up to readings completely closed off. Here I am for a reading because either someone made me or I won this um, gift voucher, or someone gave it to me, or yeah. someone told me that I should see you. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's all that that resistance immediately. So that's re really hard to break through that. So yes. Um, and they usually and come I, in and they go. They they have yeah. a really really succinct sentence that they all use. They come in there. So I just thought I'd see what you got. Yeah. <laughs> and they usually uh, have that attitude behind it, and you just kind of sit there and go. Really? <laughs> yeah. Go yeah. <laughs> like, yeah but that, that is very typical. And for someone, especially someone who's starting out on this path, you know, you don't have 15, 20 years of experience of doing readings. Um, you just started out and someone comes to you with this attitude. What do you what do you what do you do? I've had this and I just went completely blank. If if you'd asked me, you know, um what my you know um best psychic skill was I wouldn't have been able to answer because I've been like psychic skill what's a psychic skill <laughs> you know? when, when, when I come across this kind of attitude I shut down because it's just so combative from yes. a client point of view and so so not conducive to a good reading that when I first started out I just I just go like I, I just I just can't do <laughs> <laughs> so how, how do you break through something like that this and can you um yes you can you can break through it um i use humor for a lot of things oh, so yes, do. <laughs> if, if you can't tell 
So usually it turns around and, you know, when someone comes to me and they're in that stage, I'm like, well, you know what, if, if you're not going to be open, I can't do anything for you. And it's usually mm. got that whole humorous tone to them and they kind of go, oh, mm. oh, so what, you know, then they start to think and I'm like, well, what brought you here today? And I ask some questions about it and what you look out for. Now, this is a really big key thing to look out for, especially if it's mm. face-to-face. These people that come in like that that are blocked will often have their arms crossed. Mm. Now, that's an yeah. automatic body language that closes people off, right? Before, so they will before have that. They even, before they even before say, before I they even what you've got. <laughs> that's right. Before they've even said anything, they've got their arms crossed and their legs crossed. They're, they're blocking you automatically. Mm. And what you need to do is you need to kind of chat them long enough till their arms uncross. And what that means is that they're then opening themselves up for you to come in. Mm. So subconsciously they're allowing you in. And, you know, mm. asking questions around, you know, why are you, are you scared about what's going to happen today? You know, um, obviously what I do isn't a party trick, so you need to give me some kind of area you want me to look in. And that's when I usually turn around and go, I'm not a spy, so I don't want to know, know it all. Right, so you need to tell me where you want me to look. Otherwise, I will look everywhere. You know, and they're like, <gasps> and then they go, no, 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 just here. <laughs> you know, so it's it's enough to kind of throw them off. You know, being and cranky mm. pants. Mm. And if if not, if they still are completely blocked, my five minute rule kicks in, and I'm like, sorry, not you're out, basically, mm. because you're not here. For me to help, you're just here to expect me to act like a monkey and dance, right? Mm. And I don't do that. I have more respect for what I do. Um, I'm not a party trick. So Mm. if you want some help, I am more than happy to help you, but you need to drop the barrier. Mm. And I I make it their issue. It's a dialogue. Absolutely. both need to be involved in it. Both the client and the reader need to contribute. It's an energetic exchange. And if um, the only one doing the work is the psychic or the medium and the client is just sitting there going, you know, show me what you got, that's not going to work. No, so it doesn't if, work. So if, if someone gets that type of client, what you want uh, what you suggest them to do is to loosen them up a little bit. With a yes. bit of chat, maybe yeah. grab them a cup of tea. What have you to get them out of that mm, yes. state? Well, the, I don't the want other, you to read me. <laughs> yes. And the other thing that I also suggest that you do is make sure that your body language is open, mm. right? Because yeah. if they come in and their arms crossed, you'll have a habit to do the same thing, and that means both of you are going to block. So you need mm. to start sitting back with your shoulders back, your arms open. You know, you don't need to sit wide legged, but you know, like don't have your legs crossed and allow you to be open mm. so that they feel comfortable enough to be open. Because mm. if you're sitting there and you're all crossed off, then that could be why they're crossed off. Mm. Because mm. you're already putting out that, like, I don't want you to come here. Yeah. <laughs> you're freaking me out. Yeah, yeah that's not going to go anywhere. I no, feel, I, feel like, I feel like we need to do a show on what a good reading is. <laughs> now that we've we done bad readings, we should do one on good readings. We should. Yeah. Maybe we should do that next week. 
Well, we've got oodles and oodles of topics, so. I know, but um, it'll be a good follow from the bad ones. Yeah, yeah. So um, all of you that are watching live or replay next week, we're going to talk about what makes a good reading. Yes. <laughs> both the psychic medium and the client, what makes a good yes. reading. Absolutely. Okay, so um, you've got some stuff that you wanted to share with our viewers as well about what you do with with your thing. So share your thing. Share my thing. So yeah. for any of you who are looking at trying to develop your intuition and find someone who can guide you down that path, who's already been there, knows that what it's like to be both weird but also in the real world, Um <laughs> I offer psychic development mentoring. So we work together from where you're at and we basically go down spirit guides if that's what you're interested in, cards, tarot. We look at pendulums. We go down the whole spiritual protection path and ethics and we also cover a whole heap of different things depending on wherever you are. We'll, we'll go into mediumship if that's the direction that you want to go. But it just it's all personal depending on where you are. So um, if you're interested in doing the psychic development mentoring, then I will put a link down below for all the information and you, by all means you can message the page and talk to me about it. I'm happy to do that and see if you want to develop any further and actually have someone who's not going to judge you, help you mm -hmm. through it because there's a lot of spiritual teachers out there that will judge what you have or what you react and, you know, mm. we've covered in the past shows at how there's there can be quite a lot of ego in the industry. And if you mm. turn up and you're quite naturally talented and there's a possibility that you will overshow the, the teacher, they can hold you at a certain space so that you don't. And mm. I don't believe that in all at all. I expect all of my students to excel straight past me because mm. that's the whole point of mentoring someone is that the goal is they should surpass you. That's the goal. Like, you know, you've done a good job when they do better than you do, right? Mm. It's not that I want to do any less, but I want to make sure that I help them along the way. So mm. if they ever want to take it down the path of turning it in from a hobby into a business, then we can cover all that as well. Mm. So you do both the psychic development mentoring where you yep. teach people about the actual craft yes. and the psychic arts. And then yes. you've got your other thing where you um, where you teach people or mentor people in their psychic business Absolutely. with the business side of it. Yeah. yeah. So I do both. So depending on where you're at on your path and what I find in, so I've got like the development side, which is just all purely development. But if you want to develop and then go into the business, then we can cover that too, right? Because as I mm -hmm. said, it's all personal. We, we accommodate to wherever you're at and where you want to go. But on the business side of things, I do work with quite a few that are intuitive. So we do it all differently. And we go down the whole business path and how to make it work and, and all that kind of stuff like we talk about on the show. So we can do both. So how can people contact you um, about these things? Yep, so they can definitely message the page, 100% message the page. And I can also pop the links of both of those opportunities mm -hmm. in the comments once we jump off so the page that you want people to message to um is your kerry mcgill race psychic medium page where this is video correct. is yeah. posted 
That's right. So if, if you yeah, if you follow this video, it'll take you to um to Kerry's page. Yep. And you can certainly mm -hmm. message me there. Awesome. Yeah, excellent. Well, there's another show wrapped up for the week. Hope you guys enjoyed it, whether you're watching live or replay. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Please do let us know what you'd like to learn more about um, if you are a spiritual or holistic business, whether that is um, um, about um, developing the business side of it or the, the psychic side of it. We can help you with both. Um, and we want to make sure that we talk about the things that are of interest to all of you. So um, feel free to hit us up with some um, topics that you want us to discuss. Um, and if it's um, outstanding, then we might even invite you to, um, to join us for a little bit. Uh, that just popped into my head and I haven't even discussed this with Kerry, but I'm sure that she's fine with it because she usually is. Yep. <laughs> what are you saying? Good. I'm very like back. <laughs> yes, I think we both are, but you even more so, which is good. Um, all right, well, we'll wrap it up for the week. Um, the replay will be available very soon. So anyone watching um, it will want, want to watch later, just give it a, a, a few minutes so it actually um, processes on Facebook. So, yeah, um, we'll see you guys next week um, when we talk about good readings, what makes a good <laughs> reading and, you know, all that juicy stuff. So awesome. we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.